What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bass Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Chandler. This over here is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we are the Bass Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends, talking sports, life, everything in between. Jordan, a very special Thanksgiving week episode. How it you is, feeling on this is. Sunday, brother? I'm ready to eat. I'm ready to eat. Thursday's going to be... I, I've already made it, made it a pact. My diet's been awful, so after Thursday... I'm going to change that. So, yeah. Uh, well, after Thursday comes Friday leftovers. After Friday well, comes... Now, they're taking that stuff home with them. I ain't, I ain't, well, I ain't the problem is, is after Friday comes championship, not championship week, rivalry week, uh, fun time, food time, football okay, time. Okay, after Saturday. There you go. There we go. There you we'll, go. We'll and go then there. championship week, you, you have to only eat like... I'll Diet fast week. before December 4th. <laughs> which December is... 4th. It is going down. All right, man. Uh, what a what a week it has been. Yep. A lot of games that were looking like they were going to be really, really good, and then yep. they turned out to be absolute slobber knockers. A couple games we didn't think would be close turned out to be a little closer than I think some teams were comfortable with. Yep. So what do you say we get it started? Yeah, you want to start it? You want to start in the great state we live in? We, uh, oh, I thought I was thinking about Georgia. But yes, let's start there. So this will be our first segment. If you hadn't heard it, let me introduce it. It is the Bash Brothers Week in Review. We're going to take about four or five of the best college football games that we believe deserve a deep analysis and breakdown. And around here, we don't like to bury the lead. We don't save the best for last. We like to jump into the best thing we saw this week. So Jordan, what was the best thing you saw this week? Let's be honest here. Uh, Alabama, at home, at Tuscaloosa, escapes the Arkansas Razorbacks 42-35. To me, this game is a tale of two things, right? Bryce Young gets closer and closer to doing that famous Desmond Howard Heisman pose. Historic day Historic for Mr. Young. 31-40, 559 yards, five touchdowns. You cannot ask this kid to play much better. If he stays healthy by year two and three, this kid is going to be a monster. He may have more than one Heisman. We'll have to see what happens. But on the flip side of that, Alabama's defense gives up 468 total yards of offense against the Razorbacks, over 330 yards through the air, which Arkansas is a primary running team. I mean, the, the, more, the more things change, the more they say the same, right? Alabama continues to dominate on offense with Bryce Young, Brian Robertson Jr., this receiving core they have. But, man, that defense just cannot keep traction and keep the score down. I mean, this should have been a blowout. Alabama's a 20-and-a-half-point favorite, I believe. Wins by seven. But, hey, get the job done. You'll still remain in the top four. Big test, possibly next week against Auburn, but a even bigger test the week after in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, that was one of the better games that we got to watch this week. There's no doubt about it. Uh, for me, and as I as I look at this game, yes, Bryce Young with just an absolute historic performance. I mean, to do what that kid did uh, yesterday against Arkansas is very special, uh, and it's you know absolute hats off to him. Completely well done. But uh, yeah, you nailed it. The Alabama defense, you know, it's uh, it's not great, and you called the over. I called the under, and we were both far off. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Dev, I, I think I had seventeen, and they beat him by seven. Yep. Um, what Sam Pittman has done with the Arkansas program, I mean, you pretty much just gave your best shot to, to the king of the West, and honestly, oh, the king absolutely. of college football, and you just barely missed. Yeah. You know, they have had a great season. You'd love to see what would happen if they would have taken Ole Miss into overtime and, oh, completely. and possibly handled that completely. Um, but one of the big stories you just kind of alluded to it. Alabama clinches the West. Yep. And we are officially uh, set for a date December 4th in Atlanta, Alabama yep. versus Georgia. Cannot wait to break down championship week next week. Will be a blast. We still got a lot to, 
a lot to work itself out yeah, to see absolutely. who's going to be playing on December 4th. Um, but, yes, I mean, to me, this game is very cut and dry. Bryce Young, historic performance. You mentioned it. The kid is incredible. What would they be without Bryce Young? There's, yeah. They wouldn't be yeah, near as where I they agree. are. The defense, not playing great. Arkansas, hard nose, put your foot in the dirt football. Yep. Played a great football game. Alabama at home, too. The last time those seniors are going to play in that stadium. Yep. And Alabama escapes. Yep. And, and uh, it's like you said, it's like you kind of get tired of sitting here in front of this microphone and being like, you know, Alabama escaped another one. Yeah. And I replied to you. I said, I agree. But they're still clearly a top two to three yeah. team in the country. I agree. I because agree. the gap is so wide, especially after Oregon just got absolutely mollywopped. Yeah, slobber Between a couple teams. But, uh, any, I mean, to me it's pretty cut and dry. Any, any final is. thoughts on it? I think what I read Saturday on the South Post earlier today, and I think this is very true, what Arkansas has done this season and what they submitted last night against Alabama is they are no longer a team in the West that's just there to get their teeth kicked in. I think this coming up, the coming up years with Sam Pittman, I think is going to be very strong with Arkansas, and I'm kind of excited to see what they do moving forward. I agree, and I think this this and next week at Auburn will be another common opponent that when we do our analysis of Georgia, Alabama, yeah. we will get to add to it. I mean, I think the stats speak for themselves as of now, but like I said, that's another conversation for another week. Alabama, congratulations on clinching the West. Uh, congratulations on getting another SEC win. Hey, it was a big win. I think, too, you know, in years past, I will add this. In years past, you look at this game and you go, dang, they only beat Arkansas by seven points? Yeah. That's a good Arkansas team. It is very it's, good. It's a yeah. good Arkansas team. So it still goes down as a good win. You handled adversity and you got the dub. Absolutely. Hats off to you. Absolutely. So from the number two team in the country to the number three team in the country, <laughs> no more. Quack, quack, quack. Oregon, Utah. Shout out Vegas. Yeah, they knew it. They, we called. We we, we actually got one right. Yeah. Uh, if you did listen to the podcast, you probably heard us take Oregon. We both flipped and we both took Utah in this game because, let's be honest, uh, Oregon has played a couple teams decently. Yeah. I think I'm looking at that. Obviously, the Ohio State win was massive. Right. Dominated that game in every shape and form. The UCLA game, they go down 14 early come back and dominate UCLA yep. in UCLA is a big win. Utah comes out, if it scores first, scores next, scores next, scores again. Yep. Incredible call by the Utah head football coach to force Oregon to punt with 11 seconds left and, return and it. get the punt return touchdown yep. as time expires to go into the locker room up 28 to nothing. Yep. What you think? I mean, Utah dominated this game. I mean, by the first half, this game was over with. Oregon couldn't get anything going on offense. Uh, Charlie Rising for Utah. I mean, Cameron Rising, sorry, for Utah. I mean, absolutely dominant performance. Man was running for his life out there a lot of times. Gained so many yards on the ground. But Tavion Thomas also, 21 carries, 94 yards, three touchdowns. Just And, of course, the punt return we talked about. Just dominant performance for Utah. I think this officially eliminates the Pac-12 from a playoff contention. The only one-loss team they have is Utah, and they're so far back right now, I don't think they have a chance to jump. But No, that's one loss in the Pac-12. That's one but, loss in the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Pac, yeah. So, we told y'all six weeks ago that the Pac-12 was out, and we definitely never backed out on that statement. Don't read, don't go back and listen to two, the last two or three episodes, because yeah. we never wavered on that. We told you the Pac-12 was out, <laughs> and they are, they are out officially. Yeah, I think 
man, that just goes to show, you know, you, you look at the All-State playoff predictor even last week on the show, and they give Oregon a 5% chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. Bro, they knew. They knew. They knew. Uh, I, I do want to give a shout-out. We, we, we did get a comment on this every week, every Friday. We release a, a couple of pickums on our Twitter, and we tell people, hey, send us in a prediction. You get it right. We will gladly shout you out. We want to throw you your flowers. And uh, let's see here. Cologne Tyrone ATL hit us up, and he said, man, I would hate to see the Pac-12 miss the playoffs again, but he thinks that they would lose, and he nailed it. Yeah. So there you go. Hats off to you. Great prediction. Absolutely. Utah comes out. And we'll, I think we're probably 99% sure we're going to see this rematch in two weeks. Yep. So get ready to buckle your chin strap in one and, more time, and yep. and we got to get after it. Or, Oregon season two proves again you got to win the games you're supposed to win. If you beat Sanford or Stanford when you should have beat them, you're one loss after this Utah, you get a chance to redeem yourself. You're most likely you got a shot of going back in the playoffs. But the good here news we are. if you're an Oregon fan, I'm with you. They're they're out completely. They're out. But on the off chance that, like, the chaotic theory happens, you know, let's say, like, Georgia loses to Georgia Tech, Alabama, you know, yeah. all this nonsense that's not going to happen, you do get a chance to beat the team that beat you. That's true. You know, I allude back to Georgia when we replayed Auburn, though right. we just kicked the crap out of them here. Georgia got to play Auburn, you know, two or three weeks later. Right. And smacked the fool out of them. Very true. So, you at least get a chance to avenge the loss. Let's, kick with, let's uh, keep with the theme here from the number three team in the country to the number four team in the country. College game day's game of the week, man, promises to just be an absolute great football game, and it was not at all. Absolutely not. And if you listen to the Bash Brothers podcast, we told you that was exactly what was going to happen. Yep. We both had Ohio State covering. Michigan State, okay, let's, let's take a step back here. Mel Tucker has had a fantastic season. Yeah. What he has done with that program is nothing short of phenomenal. That win against Michigan was massive for that oh, program. Yeah, for sure. It made people think that they had a shot. Michigan State never should have won the game against Michigan. They did, so we'll give them that. Michigan State is not a great football team. They're no. a good football team, okay? They're a middle-of-the-road Big Ten team, maybe up upper tier. I won't hate on them that much. But they're not that good. We even told you all last week Kenneth Walker wouldn't have that good of a game. I think the man had 26 yards. I didn't say that. You said I, that. Yes, you were correct. I did say that. I think the man had 26 yards. Yeah, barely. I something, think. something like that. Ohio State came to play. This was the Ohio State team that has just, you know. Okay, so this is what I think Ohio State does. They plug their uh, players into a system, and they get 100 credit points. And they put sometimes they put it on defense. <laughs> sometimes they put it on offense. Today they put 100% in offense. And they still had plays to, they played some great defense. Yeah. I mean, you you mentioned it. To me, it's a two-game – it's a two-horse Heisman race. Oh, for sure. C.J. Stroud, yep. Bryce Young at this moment. Those two are your clear to me, and he came out and lit Michigan State oh, up absolutely. like a Christmas tree. He said, forget Thanksgiving, we're going straight to Christmas lights, and absolutely dialed it in. What you think? Yeah, absolutely. C.J. Stroud, 432 yards, six touchdowns. I mean, Oregon – Count them, one, two, three, four, five, six tutties, yeah, six. bro. six. Ohio State outscored Michigan State just in the first half, 49-0. I mean, they literally didn't even look back. And this is versus a team who hangs their hat on their defense. They hang their hat on that run game with – I uh, that. With uh, the running back, who I'm obviously I just mentioned his name. Kenneth Walker. Thank you. Kenneth Walker the third, And defense. And they couldn't put a hat on a hat for nothing. I mean, defense – it's just – defense hadn't been there for a couple weeks now, and it, it – I knew I figured Ohio State was going to put it on them. 
I figured Michigan State would have enough in the run game to make it semi-close. I picked the over. I thought it was going to be the over. Kenneth Walker couldn't even get going. Your top running back doesn't get going. Your Heisman candidate, who I think just I effectively moved himself out of that race, yep. couldn't get going. I mean, Peyton Thorne's not going to win you any ball games, not any major ball games. And yeah, here, here at fifty-six-seven, there's not really a whole lot more you can say about it. I'm with you. This is kind of like the Alabama game, cut and dry. Ohio State at home comes out versus inferior opponent and absolutely smacks the fool out of them. Yep. Michigan State, you know, you'll you'll still probably end up in a decent bowl, I think. Yeah. But as for the playoff hopes, they're now completely gone. Absolutely. And you would love to have not had all that bullcrap controversy with the playoff committee. Yeah. And now you would just drop Michigan State out and put Michigan ahead of them yep. instead of doing all that nonsense you did two weeks ago and obviously last week keeping with the theme. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Ohio State now has a, has a pretty large game in front of them. Yep. And we'll go from that to the Cincinnati Bearcats. Absolutely. Who I think made a statement. They did. Statement. Yep. On Saturday uh, Saturday morning at 11. What would you see? Absolutely. I mean, Cincinnati absolutely dominated finally. I'm going to give you a round of applause. You struggled the last three weeks. You finally beat an opponent like you should have. And if SMU could have done you a favor and stayed ranked, this would look even better. Of course, they're not. But 48-14, to 14, Cincinnati takes the win. Desmond Ritter, 17-23, 274 yards, three touchdowns. Cincinnati looks like they belong now, I think. And with Oregon falling out, I think that helps them out tremendously. Obviously, you're going to have some more things work themselves out coming the weeks. Michigan's got to play Ohio State. Or, yeah, Michigan's got to play Ohio State, Bama, Georgia. We're going to see what happens moving forward. But Cincinnati should have an easy game this coming week against Eastern Carolina. And then the big one that they would love to blow out, most likely Houston in that championship game. Yeah, so I I was going to save this for the playoff. And this is not going to be a surprise to anybody, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. This week, I believe you'll see Cincinnati become the first ever non-Power 5 conference team to be ranked in the top four. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. What's interesting to me, you know, Luke Fickle, the coach of Cincinnati, who has just done a phenomenal job, mm-hmm. he's not flashy at all. No. He he wants to win every game by one point. He's okay with that, yeah. right? But you look at the big games this season. Indiana, who they, they beat handily, but yeah. it was close early. Right. Now you go to the Notre Dame game. What'd they do to Notre Dame? Beat the brakes off yeah. of them. That's their that was their biggest game of the season. Yeah. Now you play Smoo. Second, probably second biggest game of the season I up agree. to this point. Yeah. And you freaking beat them like they stole something. <laughs> so you almost want to go up to Luke Fickle and say, Listen, man, I'm with you, right? The goal is to win. A win is a win is a win. We know all the sayings. We've been here before. But let's put some style on these fellas and let's try to get into this playoff. Thing. Yeah, you got to. And sure enough, they come out. Absolutely get the job done. Yeah. Looked great. Uh I look man, the fourth and one play action read was beautiful that uh the quarterback took over and and you know Desmond Ritter had a great phenomenal game, but you saw him do it with the arm and the legs. And I think I mean, as I mentioned, to me the story coming out of here is you already alluded to it. Cincinnati now is you gotta win out. You will, yeah. you know, you yeah. should win your next football game. Let Houston, who is ranked in the playoff committee, who Smoo was also ranked, right? In the, so that so you get that stat in terms of your resume. Yeah, you could be looking at a top twenty showdown potentially. You yeah. in Houston uh, for your, I think it's the All American Championship. Yeah. So as crazy as it was on the outside looking in, we're now sitting here going, 
maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe. We, but, hey, you did what you were supposed to do in just a, a very fun game to watch. Man, their offense is very fun to watch when it's yeah, clicking like absolutely. that. absolutely. And I think this just turned out to be a perfect year for Cincinnati to play like they played. I mean, with the amount of chaos we've had, Cincinnati's – you know, they, they've run the gauntlet, so it's, you got to uh, finish it. Essentially, every team has handed them a spot on a silver platter. Absolutely. And they've still struggled to take it with a with a lot of struggle wins. Absolutely, sure. yeah. All right, man, I, I'm going to let you set this one up because <laughs> this this will be our fifth and final game here on the Bash Brothers Week in Review. Yep. And although it was not one of the biggest games, it is one of the more impactful games in yep. the college football landscape. Yeah, so uh, Florida's been a tale of two halves so far this year. I think they, they looked really good in the first half of the season, almost beat Alabama at home, which was huge. And then Which s- looks a lot worse now. Yeah, it does. And and the second half, the wheels have just fallen off. Obviously, Dan Mullen got rid of their O-line coach and Todd Grantham a week ago, or a week, the week before two Sanford. Two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, the week before Sanford. Awful game against Sanford. He got 52 points last week, and then this week, plays Missouri on the road. And Florida falls 23-24 to to Missouri after Missouri scored a touchdown in overtime then went for a two-point conversion to win the football game. Emory Jones had, I mean, honestly an impressive game, 20 of 32, 261 yards. Could not get in the end zone on the air. Could only get there on the ground. And, man, Florida falls. And let's be honest, so does Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen announced breaking, earlier today. Breaking news, yeah. Yep, out as Florida's head coach. It's going to be interesting for Florida – Obviously, the recruiting has failed so far this year. They're back 30 in recruiting rankings. They're going to have to hire a new head coach, and that head coach has the very difficult task of rebuilding this program and getting that recruiting back up. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do going forward. But, yeah, big thing in this one, Florida loses in overtime. Damn, only gets fired. What you think? Well, let's start with the game. Uh, what I think is, is Dinkwitz, Coach Dinkwitz, yeah. has done over at – Missouri, very impressive. He's one of those storylines this year. You know him and Shane Beamer in the SEC. Yep. Uh, you could throw Arkansas in there as well with Sam Pittman, Coach of the Year type stuff. Oh yeah. You're looking at a team who shouldn't have won three ball games. Right. And they're now looking at bowl eligibility, and and you just knocked off the University of Florida. Yeah. You you essentially put the nail in the coffin that is Dan Mullen's yep. career at the University of Florida. So. Let, like you said, start with the game. Missouri, let's just fast forward, controls the game, gets it to overtime. Coach comes out and says, no, nah, we're going for the win. Got to. Excellent two-point conversion oh, yes. play call. I said that if uh, Connor Bazelek played, mm-hmm. who has not had a good season, they would win. Yep. He gets benched last week, and they pull him in for the two-point conversion. Yep. And he's the one that throws that pass. Thank you, Connor Bazelik. I appreciate that. If only you could have got me some pick'em points this week. Obviously, you didn't. You weren't on there. But, yes, that has to be the, the – I know the headline is Dan Mullen, but for me, the most important thing coming out of this is that Missouri's, Missouri has had a great season, yeah. and they're playing really, really well in, in the grand scheme of things. Obviously, I'm saying for them, and that's huge for that program, for those seniors who just went out at home – you know, they get a piece – you know, the the big M that they paint as freshmen yeah. that sits out there? Well, if they win their last game, they get a piece of the rock to take home. I and so, those impressive. seniors yeah. will get a, literally get a piece of the rock and they will get to take that home with them. Now, to the other side of the coin. <laughs> we – give me a high five, bro. You, we have crushed it this season on predictions. We yeah. really have in terms of football. I mean, our pick has been pretty good. But we told you all last week, 
he loses one of these games, he's gone. Yep. He lost one of them. <laughs> he might have lost both of them if they'd have let him. He loses one, he's gone. Yep. Um, obviously, the uh, the Star Wars thing with uh, the Missouri head coach coming out and ending the presser with, may the force be with you and the yeah. lightsaber in the hood. Uh, the Jedi wins out, yep. as in as in any good Star Wars movie does. And uh, Dan Mullen is uh, forced, uh, force pushed out of Florida, if you will. And now we have a, another massive head coaching vacancy. Yeah. The coaching carousel at the end of this season, if we even get to the end of this season until some of these start filling, are massive. I mean, we literally saw uh, Coach Kirby Smart coach a national title game knowing that he had a G on his shirt. You know what I'm saying? Not literally, but figuratively. Uh, We now have a massive LSU job out there. We got a massive Florida job out there. USC, one of the... You know, biggest programs in college football history, yep. just to name a few. Washington State, Virginia Tech. Washington State, Virginia Tech, Washington. I mean, there's there's a ton of jobs out there, and a, a lot of them are really big. And all honesty, at this point, the carousel operator may have passed out, and it's just not even going to get yes. turned off. It's just going to keep that spinning. That is correct. There are definitely some things going on out there. But what I'll say for Dan Mullen, you know, still – well, I heard Paul Feinbaum say, how many times can we say he's a great offensive mind when his offense isn't playing very well? <laughs> That's accurate. I agree with that. Uh, you you mentioned it. It's recruiting. Recruiting is not very good at Florida. No. Bad. Uh, uh, it's not very. It's very bad at Florida. And right now, you're recruiting against two of the greatest recruiters of this time in Kirby Smart and oh, Coach yeah. Nick Saban. And they're just they're soaking everything up. Yeah. Obviously, Clemson is is in the general area yeah. as well, just dominating recruiting there. Well, and, something I mentioned earlier, too, the more Miami and Florida State start to trend up, the more teams like Tennessee start to trend up, that makes it, it harder for Florida to gain traction back. I mean, whoever's coming into this program is going to have a tough time getting recruiting back on track. For sure. The time was right. I think uh, I think it was time for Dan Mullen to go, as sad as it is for Georgia fans and, honestly, fans of any, who plays, any team who plays Florida yeah. because – uh, and I think that FSU game, man, that gets that gets more interesting, you know, moving forward next week. But yeah, I mean, what more to be said? Hats off to Mizzou in a massive Absolutely. win, massive send off for those seniors. Yep. And then Florida, I think, uh, I think it was tough because I know that buyout's pretty big, and I know you are competing with a couple of big schools. But let's be honest, I think the University of Florida is a big job. Yeah. I think oh, that's yeah. an awesome job. I think that's one you can get, you know. I don't know necessarily who's the best fit for it right now. I gotta, I gotta really sit down and look around. But hey, Mizzou gets it done. Absolutely, Dan Mullen's out. Absolutely. All right, that'll do it for the Bash Brothers Week in Review, and you know what time it is now. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, let me introduce you to our probably favorite segment. This is Quick Hits, a two-minute offense. Jordan and I are going to go back and forth, tennis racket style here, and run down about ten or twelve of some games that we watched yesterday that didn't necessarily deserve a deep dive, but we still wanted to let you know how they ended up. Jordan, will you start us off, please? I'll start us off. Uh, Memphis comes into Houston. Houston is ranked, and the last ranked team that uh, Cincinnati has an opportunity to play, only one loss on the se- on the season, and takes another dub, 31-13. to Turnover battle by both quarterbacks here. But the winner of this one was Clayton Toon from Houston. Goes 20 of 34, 264 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Houston only has one more regular season game left on their schedule and is 1 in 10 UConn. 
There you go. That's big for Cincinnati. Number six, Michigan versus Maryland. We said it last week. Michigan, one of the biggest games of the season, sits in front of you. All you got to do is handle business. And handle business they did. Cade McNamara, who continues to trend upward. He's slowly figuring this thing out. 21-28, 259 with two tutties. Uh, Haskins, the running back, also has a very serviceable game. He gets two touchdowns himself. And they handle business, do exactly what they needed to do against the Terrapins to set up potentially one of the biggest games of the college football season, the game. Number nine, Oklahoma State continues to roll with that great defense. Shuts out Texas Tech on the road, wins this game 23-0. Spencer Sanders, 19 of 37, 239 yards and one touchdown. And uh, Richardson for Oklahoma State, 20 carries for 84 yards. Oklahoma State, a big game coming up this coming week in Bedlam for Big 12 championship hopes and playoff hopes. No doubt. Uh, Let's see here. Number 12, Ole Miss, gets Vanderbilt at home in what seems to be Matt Corral's final time wearing an Ole Miss uniform in Oxford and comes out a little bit of a sleepy game here. Ole Miss does get the win 31-17 versus a very down-bad 2-9 Vanderbilt team. Matt Corral goes 27-36, 326, two tutties, one interception. I think he'll still remain in the Heisman race, but let's be honest, he's not on the shoulders of uh, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Sleepy game here to send yourself out as a senior, but you get the win nonetheless. Absolutely. Vegas finally lied to us here in this game. Number 11, Baylor, rolls into Kansas State, takes the win 20-10. Gary Bohannon does go down with a leg injury, and Blake Shapin, the backup quarterback plays very serviceable, 16-21, 137 yards, and does enough to keep this team safe. Baylor still ranked 20-10. The University of Georgia gets their third bye week of the season playing Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern has scored at least 14 points in every single ball game, but what could they do against the best defense in the country? They did manage to put up seven points on a very interesting play if you saw it. Stetson Bennett played about... A quarter and a half, maybe. 8 of 14, 105 yards, two touchdowns. Did have the one interception on the first play of the game. Georgia's rushing yards is honestly the the story here. Zamir White alone has four carries for 50-plus yards and a touchdown. And I think we had about six different running backs score a touchdown. Georgia handles business. Got Georgia Tech next week. Should make that become a W as well. And they will have potentially the biggest game of the year, number one versus number two, December 4th, Atlanta, Georgia versus Alabama. Oklahoma bounces back at home against Iowa State, takes this game 28-21 to after the tough loss last week against Baylor. Oklahoma, uh, yeah, I mean, I, the, barely skidded by here, only a touchdown. Brock Purdy, 30-43, 281 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Caleb Williams, another lackluster game out of him, 8-18, of 18, 87 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Going to be playing for that Big 12 playoff hope next week against Oklahoma State. In probably what was the best game of the week on television to watch, number 15, Wisconsin, number uh, unranked, 3-8, and eight, Nebraska, just went and met in the middle of the ring and started throwing punches. Final score is 35-28 with Wisconsin getting the win. A Wisconsin team that started 1-3 and three, could have packed it all up and sat out the rest of the season. They now sit at 8-3 and three with a chance for a Big Ten title game appearance. Graham Mertz, who we were hashtag down bad on all season, has a great game, 12 of 18, 145 yards and a touchdown. They said, listen, we're going to run the ball and we're going to play great defense, and it's going to get us where they need to go. Nebraska, again, so close to getting a massive win. 
but but we have to call a spade a spade. The Wisconsin Badgers are playing incredible football. Shout out Granny Joe. She's watching from the heavens. Wisconsin gets a massive W. Absolutely. Pittsburgh, number 18, at home against Virginia, takes the win 48-38. to Battle of the high-powered offenses here. Brennan Armstrong comes back for Virginia, 36 of 49, 487 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Continues his great season, but could not get it done against his quarterback counterpart, Kenny Pickett, 26 of 41, 340 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Pittsburgh continues to have a great season. Man, how the mighty have fallen. Auburn, unranked now, gets a loss handed to him by South Carolina, 21-17. Bo Nix announces he breaks the leg, and we said it last week. Or we told you that the Auburn Tigers would learn how important Bo Nix was to their program. T.J. Finley, not a great game. 17-32, 188 yards and a touchdown. The third-string quarterback for South Carolina goes 10-15, 157 yards and three tutties as South Carolina and Shane Beamer get a massive win for this program, and the South Carolina chicken was calling all night long. (laughs) Speaking of the mighty falling, Wake Forest takes their second loss of the season against unranked Clemson in Death Valley. Clemson, man, Vegas told us something again here. Clemson takes his win 48-27. Sam Hartman, Kind of a lackluster game for him here. 27-43, 312 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Uh, Kobe Pace on the ground for Clemson goes 24 carries for 191 yards, two touchdowns. That Clemson defense was able to stop this high-powered Wake Wake Forest offense, and obviously Wake Forest defense is optional. Clemson, big win. Besides that Wisconsin-Nebraska game, this was the game of Saturday. One of three left unbeaten teams, UTSA, Squares off against UAB. UAB winning two conference championships in a row, and they're playing for all the glory and all the marbles. On a last-second touchdown, as time expires, UTSA gets the seven points to put them ahead. 34-31. Rush the field. You remain unbeaten. You are now 11-0. One more game, and you'll be headed to your conference title as an unbeaten, undefeated champion UTSA gets a massive win versus the Blazers, 34-31. Absolutely. And that'll do it for the Bash Brothers' two-minute offense. Woo, I like it. Man, dude, I, I as I look at yesterday, I know it's not, you know, obviously playoff is the big thing that everybody wants to talk about. What Missouri and South Carolina have done in the SEC East mm-hmm. is huge. I agree. I mean, you look at those two, you look at South Carolina's season, you look at their schedule before the season and you go, they don't have four wins on here. And yeah. now both of those teams are looking at bowl eligibility and pulling off just some massive wins. Shane Beamer, I mean, come on now. South oh, yeah. Carolina beating Florida and now Auburn. Yeah, And I, I mentioned it in the two-minute offense. Auburn fans, I, you, you hate it on Bo Nick. Let's be honest. Most of you hate it on Bo Nick. It's, it's on every Twitter feed that you look at. And that kid won you ball games. Oh yeah, like for that sure. kid on his legs. I understand he was inconsistent, but he won ball games. Not every one of them, but he won a lot of ball games. Yep. It'll be interesting to see uh, the future there. I agree. Does Bo Nix? I, I believe he comes back. Does he? He can. Does he? Is he a senior? 
think he's a junior. I think he's a junior, but also everybody got an extra year because of COVID. That's a good point. I think, obviously, now he comes back. He's already got a couple uh, NIL deals. Might as well make you some more money, come back for your senior season, and try to ball out. I mean, also, I don't know if he's got enough film right now to actually go to the NFL. That's very true. That's very true. Unlike Stetson Bennett, who has just, you know, tapes on tapes on tapes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course, of course. I think we'll see number 13 back in there as well. All right, it's time to talk about a playoff. Uh, was, so there's a playoff. You're telling me there's a playoff. Was there a sleepier playoff show than last week? It's, it, we knew what was going to happen. Like, you knew the whole time. David Pollock said, you know, college football is one of the only sports where it's crazy enough where, you know, every Tom, Joe, and Harry could get on there and know exactly what was coming, and we still sat down and watched every second yeah, of it. Absolutely. I still watched the full show because I freaking love this junk so much. Uh, no real surprises. No. Uh, one thing uh, Heather Dinich mentioned, and I talked about this yesterday. You weren't you weren't there yet when we talked about it, but she mentioned on uh, the ESPN podcast. She said, "Did anybody think it was interesting that Mississippi State was ranked this week?" She said, "Does it feel like the college football committee is is preparing for maybe an Alabama loss and saying, well, they had a multiple ranked opponent?' Yeah, the- could be." And for her That's to come out there and say that, you know, she's one of the biggest. Yeah, I agree. I mean, she probably is the most plugged into the committee. And for her to say that was yeah. was uh, kind of interesting. The benefit of the doubt, Mississippi State has had a low-key great season. No, they have. They have. They have. But uh, Mississippi State and Penn State play tomorrow. Who would you pick? Penn State. Yeah, Penn State Penn ain't State. ranked. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Very true. Because I'm right there with you. I would pick Penn State as well. All right, man. We got to rank some teams here. You know, we talked about – we we normally call this the playoff six. We'll still call it that in the show notes if you if you take a look there. But I think let's expand it because the I think the playoff yep. picture people people might not want to accept it, but right now there are about eight teams who could be in here. Yeah, I agree. all the way down to Notre Dame, a, yeah. a one loss Big Twelve champion. I mean, there you could even have you could even make an argument for whoever loses the game this weekend, you know, and doesn't go to a Big Ten title game oh, yeah. could have a shot. I agree. So let's start ranking, man. Let's. You okay. want to do eight? I'll do eight. You want to uh, go first? Yeah, I will. I'm going to drop them five spots. I'm going to put Oregon here. Uh, two loss Oregon. I, I, at this point, they're obviously out. They're not, they're not in contention to get in. But I mean, with Wake Forest losing, you know, I think this is a good spot for Oregon here. They obviously are most likely going to get a chance to redeem this loss in the Pac-12 championship. Wind up being eleven and two to end the season. But yeah, I mean, you fall far here, and obviously. If you don't lose that Stanford game, I think you're in perfect attention to get back in this top four. But right now I'm going to put Oregon at eight. I'm going to do the same. And this was a little bit tougher for me. And this might sound crazy. But hear me out here. I think you could almost put Oklahoma in this spot. I thought about that. As you look at the teams ahead of you, because yesterday Oklahoma did something that they hadn't done in a while. They played good defense. Yeah. Versus Iowa State. They played really good defense. Uh, and we've seen the potential of Caleb Williams and the offense to do something, right? right? If Oregon and Oklahoma played next week on a neutral site, I'm not sold that I'm picking Oregon. I agree, actually. Yeah. I mean, o- Oregon is one of those teams who has had some great wins that we mentioned. It that UCLA is a great win. That uh, that Ohio State is obviously a massive win. But this is still the same team who barely escaped Arizona. Yeah. Who struggled versus Washington State. Right. Who struggled in a monsoon. So we'll give you we'll give you a pass here versus Washington. Right. And you're telling me I'm, I'm expected them to just come out and mollywop Oklahoma? I agree. I don't. But I will still give them the spot because 
the eye test is tough. That's still an Oklahoma team who should have lost to Kansas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These yeah. are the same teams here. So I'm with you. Rinse and repeat for me. If you would have won the Stanford game, all goals would still be ahead of you. you we mentioned it. You also get a chance to redeem that loss to uh, to Utah. But Oregon will get the eight spot. Uh, for me, number seven, I'm going to go Notre Dame. Yeah. I'm going to put the fighting Irish here. I think this one for me is either, and I'll go ahead and tip my hand, uh, OSU, not the OSU, but OSU would be my next team. So let's talk about uh, Notre Dame quickly. The one loss to a Cincinnati team who is still undefeated. Yeah. So the better it looks for Notre Dame that Cincinnati keeps winning and vice versa, obviously, for the Bearcats. Notre Dame has been behind the scenes beating the fool out of teams. Bars. They really have. Brian Kelly and that team could have, they could have, you know, sold up and closed up shop as well once they lost to Cincinnati and they didn't. They are still, they are 100% in contention as one of the best one loss teams in the country. There's oh, yeah. no doubt about it. They definitely need some chaos and some, some help. But we've seen ESPN analysis analysts with Notre Dame in their top six. I don't hate that. I could very well see it. This is a team who gets better every single week. Yeah. And as time continues, they'll probably continue to get even better. I'll give my number seven spot to the Notre Dame fighting Irish. I hear you. I'm going to copy and paste that. I mean, obviously, Notre Dame's set up perfectly. They don't want to play a conference championship, which, you know, that's a different conversation for a different day. But they have a game coming up this week on the road against Stanford, who they're a 17-point favorite against. They should easily win that game. Your only loss – is to a, a top four, top five Cincinnati team who, I mean, granted, if they get in the playoffs, which I think they have a high probability at this point of getting in, looks great for you. You have chaos coming in front of you. I mean, I think Notre Dame is set up perfectly to kind of ease their way into this playoff, depending on what happens ahead of them. Uh, I'll go ahead and get my number six right ahead of them, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is set up perfectly as well to handle their own destiny. Oklahoma State has to win this weekend in Bedlam against Oklahoma win the Big 12 championship, I think they very much have a shot to potentially jump Cincinnati in that case or get in depending on what happens. Obviously, Georgia and Alabama is going to be a big question mark there between them two. But Oklahoma State set up perfectly to kind of control their own destiny here moving forward. I'm with you. Copy and paste for me on Oklahoma State. I think you could even make the argument of, you know, obviously I think the next three on our poll are Oklahoma State, Michigan, and Cincinnati right. in some order. You can make the argument that if Michigan and Cincinnati played tomorrow or Oklahoma State and Cincinnati, you would pick either of those teams over Cincinnati. Right. I'm saying there's there's a clear argument there. And this is where you get into those murky waters of we want the four best teams, which yeah. we're going to talk about that after we rank these teams. But, yes, I will do the same thing. Oklahoma State has had some really big wins. They've handled business as the season has gone but it all comes down to Bedlam. Yep. Bedlam's one of the best rivalries. Uh, Oklahoma's kind of been big brother in this rivalry the last couple of years. But you got them in Stillwater. Yeah, you got every opportunity right here. It, the, the 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 chips are lined up in your favor here. So go out and handle business. I'll go ahead and go five. Five for me is going to be Michigan. <laughs> On the heels of the game, we've already talked about it. Win and you're in. Yep. I mean, control your own destiny. You got the one loss to a bad Michigan State team. Yes, I said bad Michigan State team, but you get what I'm saying. You should have won that game. You should be undefeated. You should yep. be undefeated versus a one-loss Ohio State team with the opportunity to lose the game and still go to the dance. Oh, yeah. That's what you should be. Yep. But, man, it all comes down to Harbaugh and that winless record versus the Ohio State Buckeyes. 
cannot wait yep. to watch that game. Uh, number five, I'm also going to drop in Michigan with an asterisk. The reason I say this is, I think personally after this big win against Maryland, I mean I say big win, but they they blew them out of the water. Dominated, dominant win. I think they're better than they look better than Cincinnati. But the issue is, I'm putting them at five because I feel like they're going to drop right out after this week against Ohio State. Don't know that for sure. I'm going to say, Michigan. don't do that. If you yeah. think if you think they're there, put them there. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm going to put them at five. I'm keeping five. Okay. But I think Michigan, more than anybody, more than Oklahoma State, more than Cincinnati, controls everything. I think if you beat Ohio State, you should easily win the Big Ten championship. I think you're in. So I think that this game this week against Ohio State is going to prove who wins the Big Ten and who goes in the playoff, obviously. So for me, number five, Michigan. Number four, probably the same as yours, Cincinnati. Cincinnati did everything we wanted them to this year, beat two Power Five teams, scheduled them, played them on the road. Faltered a little bit, but then finally comes out and has a dominant performance. Never lost, though. Never That's lost, yep. But I think the dominant performance against SMU finally gets them to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable putting you in the playoff. So Cincinnati's my number four. Exactly. Same here, Cincinnati's number four. I think this is one of the first times Cincinnati's been ranked in both of our playoff things, period especially both of them, you know, in simultaneous uh, in the same week. Cincinnati, you mentioned it, massive win there versus SMU, and the potential to beat a top 20 ranked Houston team for the All-American Conference Championship. That is huge for them. They're like, Houston, you have to win. You have to get this next win. Cincinnati is the same boat. Losing, you're out, for sure. Um, I think this might be the only change, which great minds think alike. I'll put money that we don't change at all. One of the one of my favorite rules of the committee is is they come in and they wipe the slate clean each week. Mm-hmm. We do the same thing. Last week Alabama was number two. This week Alabama's number three. <laughs> I had just moved them back up. I got to drop yep. them down. From what I've seen from Alabama, here's here is what I've seen. You struggled versus a very bad Florida team. Yep. You struggled versus an even worse LSU team. You beat but struggled against an Arkansas team that the number one team in the country didn't allow a point to be scored. Yep. I got to put you at three. Obviously, number two, the Ohio State University. Yeah. Why? Because they come out and they handle a top ten, whether I care or not that they're not that good, a top ten ranked opponent, and they beat the dog snot out of them. Yep. You want to win? Win big. Good teams win. Great teams? Cover. Exactly. They did. You didn't. Number three, Alabama. Number two, Ohio State. And then, of course, number one, UTSA. They're undefeated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Go dogs. Yeah. Same order for me. I mean, the biggest thing, Alabama's been struggling. My mind, if I put – if Alabama and Ohio State played tomorrow, who do I think would win? I don't know. I think Ohio State would score a ton of points on Alabama. I was fitting to say, I, it's, 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 they're two evenly matched teams. Right. Mediocre defense versus great offense. Yep. Mediocre defense versus great offense. Yep. My only question mark is, will you get a good Ohio State defense that you see occasionally, or will you get the bad Ohio State defense? I don't know. Well, you could say the same thing for Alabama. Well, I, think, I mean, they held Mississippi State, who's got a lot offense that can light it up to seven points. That's I think true that too. was a one-score game for but Mississippi State. I think Bama State, overall beat the fool out of them. I think Bama overall has just played subpar defense all year. Ohio State has flashes except of, for Will Anderson. Good defense. Oh yeah, Will Anderson, a monster. Mama, but, there goes that man. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, Ohio State's number two. I think obviously Georgia's number one. Blew out Charleston Southern. Were you surprised how how, how badly they beat Charleston Southern? I was kind of surprised there. I don't. I don't think so. I. No, it's completely it's, I know, but <laughs> well, I mean, the 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 offshore spread because Vegas wouldn't let it have a spread was wasn't it fifty one? It was like fifty one. Think of fifty one and a hook, something like that. I mean, I don't know if I expected them to cover because then again, you get into those dynamics of 
well, we just paid this team to come over here. How bad do we want to embarrass them? You also by the by the third quarter. Yeah, I was you, about to say. By I the mean, third quarter, you got the third string quarterback in who throws an interception. You know, yeah. You you're not trying to hang 70, 80 on them, but no. you probably could have. But I mentioned it while we were talking about this, and we got a lot of t- we can we got a longer episode coming because this is the Thanksgiving Day special here. I think whether the committee expands or not, they got to get rid of this four best teams thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, early on, I think I liked that moniker. You know, we want to get the four best teams as the goal. And to me, if you do that, you almost have to just throw out everything else. Yeah. So I've I've grown this season more than not. I've grown to hate that. Granted, I'm a fan of a team who got left out. They were number five. Oklahoma was number four. Right. When I think everybody in the world knew Georgia was better than Oklahoma. Georgia played Alabama into a one-score game. Oklahoma gets the prize of playing Alabama in the first round of the playoffs, and they don't score points. Right. And that was with Kyler Murray. Like, yeah. It wasn't like oh, yeah. that was a bad team. Oh, yeah. Georgia was better. I think you're looking at a situation where Alabama could lose to Georgia and still be in because, yes, no matter – Alabama could lose to Auburn. They could lose to Georgia. They're still one of the four best teams in the country. Oh, I agree. They are. They yeah. just are. Like, it doesn't – wins and losses when you're trying to find the four best teams almost don't matter. And you can say that sounds crazy, but I'm sorry. That's just the truth. Yeah. Georgia could lose to Georgia Tech and get beat by 100 points to Alabama. Are they still a top four team in the country? Yeah, they are. Nobody's going to argue that. So I think we need, especially now that you're mentioning an expansion, where you're just going to give a bid to the to the power conference to the champions of the conference. Yeah, you're not picking the four best teams if you're doing that, oh, or the twelve best teams, the eight yeah. best teams. So I think moving forward, that's something the committee needs to look at. Now, I agree. A Thanksgiving weekend special edition of Pick'em, <laughs> starting with one of my favorites. And this year, you talk about a football game that is must see television. Oh yeah. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, we got an egg bowl on Thanksgiving Day. Yep. You got let me let me set this up for you. If you're if you're driving, just just zone in on this. Your mouth's about to water. Bro, you got your you got your turkey. It's fried, bro. It's fried. George over here shaking his head. You got a big old heaping bowl of mashed potatoes and gravy, boy. You got some corn. You got some butter beans if you're from can't the right. Can we ever just pick football no, we games? Can't. If you're in the right spot. You got a big old glass of grandma's sweet tea. And you're you're fixing to watch the egg bowl, and the only question is, did you get your fork and napkin from the line? Oh, you didn't. You got to go back. The next question: Who wins the football game? Well, it, also, this oh is a six thirty game on ESPN. Mississippi State is the home team, and they open as a favorite of one point. You know, you got to go time zones, right? It's a seven thirty Eastern. So okay, yeah, seven thirty Eastern, six thirty Central. There we go. There, there we go. go. Okay, so. That be all that nonsense being said. Honestly, I think I did that very well. It's nonsense. Tweet at us at B Brothers POD. Let me know on a scale of one to ten. How if you'll ever let me pick was. this game, I'll get through with it. All right, I'll, I'll if, let you do it. If Ole Miss plays defense like they did against Texas A&M, they will win this football game. I think that's an outlier. Outlier though, Mississippi State plays great run defense. Mississippi State passes the ball really well. Guess what? Ole Miss sucks on passing defense. I'm picking Mississippi State. They're a one point favorite in this game. Take I'll take the over Mississippi State. Yeah, we'll kind of yes, hundred percent. I completely agree. Give me Mississippi State in the points. I think Mississippi State gets the win. You saw an Ole Miss team who just struggled to beat Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt Vanderbilt is a very bad football team. Uh, Ole Miss and Matt Corral. I still don't think he's a hundred percent healthy. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, to me, I just want to see a poster of Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin set up like a UFC fight because that's what it's going to be. Two of the best. 
personalities in college football. Definitely the SEC going head-to-head. And Lane Kiffin said he's the best offensive play call in the SEC. Yeah, he did. And then Kirk called him out. He said, because you play him in two weeks, you know exactly what you're doing. But I'm with you. Mississippi State is the home team. I'll let Mama's rule of college football uh, get it done here. Mississippi State wins and covers, obviously. I like it. So, a uh, Big Ten matchup here. This might be a little tricky. Might be a little tricky. We'll see. Not to me. This is clear-cut, dry. I know exactly who I'm picking. 9-2. Number 17, Iowa. Plays uh, unranked 3-8 and Nebraska at home. This game's on uh, Big Ten Network. Big Ten Network at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. Who do you got? Oh, this is as cut and dry as Aunt Jemima's turkey. Um, I don't know if you have an Aunt Jemima, but I'm assuming her turkey's dry. It is... Nebraska all day long. Nebraska, who has had the best worst season of all time. Yeah, they've lost every one of these ball games to great opponents by one score. Yep. You had Ohio State, you had Michigan. If you don't fumble that ball, I mean, even this this past week, you had Wisconsin in a one score game, and they returned that. Oh, brutal. Nebraska finally gets them one and puts the Iowa Hawkeyes out of their misery. This is also in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yep. A stadium that holds probably the most fans in the country. It'll be cold. It'll be rocking on a Thanksgiving weekend. Yep. Nebraska finally gets him one. Give me Nebraska. Yep. I think this is going to be probably one of the biggest wins for Scott Frost in this program so far. Uh, Nebraska-Iowa have very comparable defenses. The issue is Iowa on offense has not been great at all this year, and Nebraska's been torching the field. Like you said, they've been barely be- getting beat by opponents who should have been blowing them out all year, haven't been doing it. Nebraska. Play defense, though, man. Yep. Play defense. Nebraska and Scott Frost, get them one at home. Big game. In what, from at the start of the season, this game was cut and dry, is now one of the better games of this next week, especially after Dan Mullen loses his job. Florida and FSU, a great rivalry in college football. Obviously, this is rivalry week. All of these games are great rivalry games. I think this might be a surprise here. F- Florida is the home team. We don't yep. have a spread. Vegas hasn't Florida, announced it Florida yet. Florida by one. Oh, it's dropped since. Florida by a point. I actually really like the Gators here. Um, if you follow trends in college football, TCU fires Gary Patterson. They come out and play for their interim like their head's on fire, and they beat Baylor. Texas Tech, they didn't get the win after their coach was fired, but they came out and played incredible versus – I can't quite pull it, but I'm going to stick with it. Florida is still the better team, I mm-hmm. think, as crazy as that sounds. Florida gets them at home, and I think there's that juice there of saying, you know, everybody's counting us out. Everybody just wants to throw us in the garbage. We're still the University of Florida. They come out, and they get a a good – I won't call it a big win. They get a good win. I got you. I like it. Even though I hate to pull against FSU because yeah. they're on the rise too, what Mike Norvell's done for that program has been nothing yep. short of great as well. Both teams playing for bowl eligibility here. Um, honestly, back half this whole season, Florida's been a whole train wreck. FSU has actually improved the back half of the season. I think that being said, I think this is a big win for Mike Novell in this program. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to him in Gainesville. I think this could be a stepping stone too for FSU to kind of take this 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 huge rivalry over for at least a couple of years. Obviously, Florida's down bad in recruiting. They're gonna have to hire a new head coach. You don't know what that's what that's gonna do for recruiting for the next couple of years. I, I give this to FSU and I give them the next few years as well. I like it. Our first split. Our first split. All right. A bowl of iron. The iron bowl. What you eat for breakfast. You eat... Uh, I, didn't, I didn't have breakfast. You didn't eat breakfast? No, I don't ever eat breakfast. You didn't eat lunch either? I didn't. Dang. I'm going to get some noodles here in a little bit. I was going to say, you need, to, you need to try some of that Alfredo that my wife made. It's absolutely busting. Ooh. 
Bama and Auburn. What? Th- this yep. is yeah, I know, bro. I if, mean, two no, three weeks ago, how excited were we for this football oh, game? Oh yeah, I, I told Completely. I work in the medical field, and I would talk to patients, and I would say, how exciting would it be as a college football fan for Auburn and Alabama to play in the Iron Bowl for a shot at the SEC championship game? Yep. Oh, it would have been awesome, but obviously. Uh, Auburn trips and just keeps rolling down the just, hill. Just keeps rolling. They uh, really do. Another big trip. Obviously, Bo Nix is out for the rest of the season with that ankle. I um, think if they had him, it would be a game. This would be a game. It would be a game. But I, I know, yeah. I know, Alabama fans are yelling at the radio right now. But Alabama's got. I mean, Auburn's got voodoo on the plains and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. No, Alabama, Auburn is not a good football team. Now. I don't think Finley's that great of a quarterback. I don't think. Well, he could be. He could be, but, but he's not, not this right year. now. Yeah. The Alabama team that is playing football right now should absolutely crush the Auburn football team yep. that is playing right now. Absolutely, they are a nineteen-point favorite. Yep. I know you're on the road. I know it's the plains. I get it. Georgia was the same way, and Georgia went out there and mollywopped them with Bo Nix. You've got to come out and beat the brakes off of Auburn. Yep. Shut everybody up before the big championship game. Let's go into this thing number one and number two and let Georgia and Alabama have the game of the century like they yep. always do. Yep. But first, you've got to handle business. Give me Alabama as the win. And I feel like they're going to screw me, but Alabama covers. Give me Alabama in the over. I, I, I feel like this is a game. This is their bounce-back game. They're playing an Auburn team that's down bad. They're on the road, which kind of obviously gives Auburn a, a little bit of a benefit here. But, but the Plains hadn't had that allure this season. It like really it hasn't. Had. No. I mean, it really hasn't. You saw uh, – unfair – to me, it's fair. Georgia went to the Plains yeah. and, and Molly whopped them. Yep. You should do the same thing. I will say this, though, and I, I will stick with this no matter who asks me. If Auburn was playing for SEC championship contention, they would win this ball game. I think I might would pick Auburn, too. Yeah. Yes. The Auburn team that beat Ole Miss, yeah. that team, I think, would have won this football game. At home, CBS, 330. Oh, it just has – Oh, yep. why Auburn had to stumble. But, but that team's going in your social studies history book for next year because that team's gone. Yes, they are. That's so, not bad. Not yeah, bad. Like but, yes, as a college football fan, man, what would I have done to watch that football game? All right. I don't know if we can call – I don't – let's see. Oregon, Oregon State. Oregon State coming off a big win versus Arizona State. Yep. Good pick, by the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, Knuckles, you know. Uh, do your homework, kids. Oregon State was clearly going to win that football game. And then, hey, good pick on Utah. Yeah. Got Utah yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Do, do your homework, kid. Absolutely. That one was a clear one as well. Absolutely. Shout out, Vague. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. Oregon opens up as a seven-point favorite yeah. here. Um, this is one of the better rivalries in college football as well, especially in the Pac-12. Woo. I'll go. I can start. I think this is a tale of – Do you um, think the team from Oregon wins? I 100% agree. Okay. I think this is a tale of emotional highs to emotional lows and emotional lows to emotional highs. I think Oregon bounces back. I think they go into the – You tricked me. I thought you were going to stay. No. I, but I think they bounce back. I think they go into the Pac-12 championship with two losses. I think they get their redemption win. Give me Oregon in this game. I do take the under, though. I don't think they win by seven points. I don't think so. I think – you see Oregon come out flat. You see the true Oregon. This is the same team that struggled versus Washington. Washington State, who struggled versus Arizona. And I think Oregon State, who's been little brother for a while, comes out and gets a massive win. Give me Oregon State and, of course, Oregon State with the points. Do you Absolutely. think Oregon covers the seven? 
No, I said under. Oh, you did under? Yeah. There you go. He's got under. the under. So, Big Ten matchup here. Penn State. Oh, I love this game. On the road. Oh, I love this game. At Michigan State. They're, Michigan State's obviously number seven right now, but will not be come Tuesday. Okay, has the spread been announced? The spread is announced. Penn State is a one-point favorite. I was to say, it's got to be a point. Listen, I've been high on Penn State all season. I've picked Penn State when when it didn't look like I should have picked Penn State. I still wish they would have won me that Michigan game. It would have been huge for me. They couldn't quite get it done. Penn State on the road. Michigan State, for all the things we have said, has been a tough place to tough place to play. Yep. East Lansing has been rocking. Uh, I, I watch a Madden YouTuber. His name's MMG. He's uh he plays mutt a lot, and he's yep. like a massive Michigan State fan. He's at Michigan State in college right now. Mm-hmm. He's just got like a huge fan base, and they vlog each game day. And like oh, the game awesome. day at Purdue was nuts. You know when oh, they got yeah. beat, all that yep. stuff. And uh, I gotta tell you, as down as I've been on Michigan State. They're going to go a little bit more downer. Penn yeah. State comes out and gets the win. Penn State, who's playing good football, Penn State gets a massive dub here. And I hate to say it, but they'll put they'll put Michigan State out of their misery for this season. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I, I think Penn State's obviously got the better defense. I think Michigan State's lack of defense is really going to hurt them this game. I think it's going to give uh, Penn State an opportunity to really take over. Give me Penn State. I kind of got to take the over here because, I mean, if you take the under, they lose. So <laughs> This is this is one of those where I almost want to dare somebody to pick Michigan State. Yeah, like, if you really, you really think they that, pick them then. Yep. You really think they about it, pick them then. Let's see, let's see you put your money. Hey, they're the home team. Minus one favorite. It's a coin flip game. Mama's rule of football. Go with the home team. Yep, I got you. Wisconsin, Minnesota. A battle for... The, the West here, if you will. Yeah. Um, Miss Minnesota, who very quietly had a good season until they lost that kind of heartbreaker to Iowa. Shouldn't have lost that game, right. but they did. Wisconsin, we, we mentioned it, man. Wisconsin is one of the greatest stories of college football this season. Yeah. To start one and three and played some games you should have won. They should have beat Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that'd been a huge win now. Yeah. To start one and three and now be eight and three, just playing great football. Right. Minnesota's the home team. Mm-hmm. What's the spread? Uh, Minnesota is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. That's way too big. Oh, no, sorry. I said Wisconsin. Wisconsin's the six-and-a-half-point okay. favorite. That makes more sense. Yeah. Wisconsin gets the win. Yeah. They will go play one of the teams who plays in the game. I'm not going to spoil my pick yet. The game. The game. They will play for the Big Ten title game, and whoever they meet there, they going to give them heck. Wisconsin yep. wins. Wisconsin does not cover. I like it. Give them four. So, everyone on this podcast should know my complete disdain for Graham Mertz as a quarterback. But I He's can't. playing, sir, really, really good throwing 12 passes a game. I, I can't deny momentum. And Wisconsin has just. The momentum they've gained on the back half of the season is just insane. Coach Chris for, got them yeah, balling. Six and a half point favorite on the road. I mean, that tells you a lot. Give me Wisconsin. Give me the over. I think they win by at least a touchdown. All right, so you're taking the over. Taking the over. Bedlam. Oh. Oh, man. How much fun this would be if Oklahoma was undefeated, but sadly they didn't quite make it there. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, both one loss for a chance. I mean, I'm pretty sure the winner of this game obviously clinches I yep. think the loser of the game, depending on points, might clinch as well. It could be. I got to do. I got to add up the points because Baylor comes in there somewhere, which now Baylor's down a quarterback. It's looking like yep. with Gary going out. 
I mean, this this is an easy pick. Okay, Oklahoma State's the home team. They got them in Stillwater. What's the spread? So three, I three three and a half Oklahoma State. Yeah, they win and cover. Yeah, Oklahoma is Oklahoma is not a great football team. Oklahoma nah. State plays phenomenal defense, yep. and their offense is starting to wake up. Little sleepy versus Texas Tech. They get the shutout, which is awesome. Right. Uh, if if I can pull this out of my memory, I believe uh, Oklahoma gave up 172 points against Texas Tech. It was actually about 38, yeah. but still not good at all. Right. They did put up about 60 on them. But yeah, give me the uh, give me the Cowboys in Bedlam. Oh, I, like I cannot it. wait to watch that football game. Come on, I, man. I, I think Oklahoma has the potential on offense to beat Oklahoma State. The issue, a lot like Ohio State, but a lot worse for Oklahoma is you never know what offense you're going to get. See, I don't. It's a mediocre offense going up against the and, best defense in the well, I agree with that. I agree with mediocre, but it, it has shown flashes of greatness. Very seldom, but it has shown flashes. Say, I, don't, I ain't seen but, it. Yeah, defense, Wins, him good, bro. defense wins championships, and I think Oklahoma State plays I mean, Oklahoma's defense is awful. So, I think Oklahoma State plays great enough offense Imagine to win Imagine they have game. to play back-to-back weeks. I know. It's, hey, it's, we won. All right, we'll see you at the Big yeah. 12 title game. Oklahoma State wins this game. They Give me the over. I mean, it's not really well, a conversation for me. Baylor owns the tiebreaker, so I'm, I think now – now, I don't think the points will come into it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. True. Big 12 just has some funky rules with their stuff, man. There's no divisions there. All right. The game. The game. College football uh, – college game day has not announced where they're going for some odd reason. I don't suspense. I don't maybe. know why you would go anywhere. <laughs> it's not really else. suspenseful. This is great offense versus great defense. Yep. Ohio State University versus the Michigan Wolverines. Yep. You want to go first? I feel like I've gone first the past seven times. I'll go first. I mean, it's I, clearly Michigan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> an, an, another noon game. Am like, I? why, bro? They are screwing these teams. They man. really are. Like, I mean, let them jokers me. play at night in prime time. This is truly the best game of the absolutely. day. Absolutely. You, you think imagine, I'd rather watch Georgia, Georgia Tech? You imagine Michigan at night in this game? Like, it'd Bro. be insane. Anyway, noon on Fox. Ohio State's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Their fans are still going to be sleeping. Yeah, I mean, but anyway. Okay, more of the story. I like C.J. Stroud. I like Ohio State's offense. Give me Ohio State. Give me the under, though. I think this game's close. I want to pick Michigan so bad. I know you do. I did, too. I but. want to so bad. But let's be honest. I can't do it. I, I want to so bad. If Michigan wins, that would be awesome for college football. Oh, absolutely. To see them in there, literally a blue blood, go blue, see what I did there, of college football. And I, I Harbaugh has had a great season. Oh, yes, And the sure. history books won't care if he loses another one. They'll be calling for his job if he loses this football game. Oh, I agree. Even though he has had a great season Whoa. with an offense that's not great. But he lost to Michigan State, too. That's where the issue comes in. I understand that, but it's one loss. We talk about it, dude. It is tough to get 18- to 24-year-olds up every week. I agree with that. There's but only also, three undefeated teams, and, and two of them ain't in the, ain't oh, in the Power agree. 5 conference. But how many times have you lost your uh, to your rivals since you've been there? That's the, that's oh, the every, every that, Almost yeah, every single time. That's the issue with Harbaugh. I agree with that. I want to pick Michigan, but it, I, I defense wins championships – but not up against an elite offense. If the Ohio State Buckeyes, listen to me. Uh, this is one of those things where I just I just want to speak right to your eardrums. If the if the Ohio State team that showed up against Nebraska or that showed up against Oregon, mm-hmm. if any of those, and you could keep going with that, right? Michigan will beat them. Oh, I agree. Michigan will catch them sleeping and beat them. I agree fully. That place is going to be rocking. Yep. 
They better get ready for that. Yep. It is just going to be a nuts scene. If you're a college football fan, watch this football game. It is going to be an elite atmosphere and an elite game. But Ohio State will win on the arm of C.J. Stroud, but they will not cover. I'm with you. Yep, I agree. Three. Yep. Last second field goal type, type deal here. I like it. I like it. Best Thanksgiving Day food. I think we did it last year. What is it this year? Mac. Mac and cheese. Bro. Uh, he probably is not listening, but we had our friends giving. Levi made a five cheese homemade mac and cheese Ooh. baked. Had the butter on top and everything. Ooh. Awesome. Mm. Boy, straight bussing. bussing. And then obviously you missed fried turkey. Yeah, I know. I, I hate fine. it for you, man. I it's hate it fine. for you. But it was your anniversary. Happy it anniversary. From everybody listening, they're probably saying happy anniversary right now to you. Probably not, but I still appreciate it anyway. Hey, I set it up for you. You are very welcome. Jordan, where can the people find you? Instagram, Twitter, jharris underscore six. We're already over an hour, so please do not go into this grandma thing. You can find us at Bash Brothers uh, Podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts, whether that be Apple, Spotify, uh, you know, wherever. <laughs> I just I want to go in so bad. You can find me at Connor Mason Chandler on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, oh shoot, my phone's ringing. Hello, Grandma. Oh gosh, you got no shot, dude. Grandma got a brand new television, and she's gonna listen to our podcast on it for th- this Black Friday deal. Two hundred dollars for a fifty-five inch. Le- All right, I- I'll call you when it's over. I love you too. Uh huh. That is awesome, man. Congratulations. At least that one was short. Congratulations. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope you have a great, great, safe Thanksgiving. Eat a bunch of food. Watch that Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving Day. Great Friday football as well. Great Saturday football. Just enjoy it, man. Have a blast. Yep. This is honestly, this is the best time of year. Absolutely. Is it not? It is. Championship preview next week, man. Y'all better get ready to lock in because the boys are ready. Hey, happy Thanksgiving from us to you. Have a great Saturday, a great weekend, a great week. And as always, we are the Bash Brothers, signing off. Yerp.